my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arm wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease us? this morning. If you're watching online, we just want to welcome you. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. We have with us a divine healing technician. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, yeah. God the Father, yeah. and Dr. Marilyn Newbauer. So Father, Thank we're you. so grateful and thankful that you are Jehovah Rapha. You, you are the healer. You are the life giver. And Lord, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. And we're so grateful and thankful for the work that you did. It is finished. And Lord, we just simply trust you and believe you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord amen. together. Amen. Let's stand together. Are you ready to worship in this place today? Thank you, Jesus. 
in this region, Lord. We ask for those who are walking in darkness, Lord. We lift up our eyes and we see the harvest, the same harvest that you're looking at, Lord. Oh, we worship you in this place. We worship you in this place, Lord. You are our cornerstone. There is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest phrase. But holy trust in Jesus' name. Let's sing it again. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. But holy trust in Jesus' name.
said about us, Lord. Come on, talk to him like you know him. Everything you've ever told us. When we were children, Lord. Everything you said to us in the playground. Every dream you gave us at night. Every open vision that you've shown us. What you have for us. Every scripture that you've written. Everything that you say. We receive it in this place today. It is done. Come on, do you receive that today? Tell him about it. Oh. Just keep playing, guys. Come on, just play. It is done. so hard so complex believing God is easy you know what it means to believe God it means to say yes that's for me and act like it's true everybody say yes that's for me I'm going to act like it's true that's what it means to believe it's not based on how good you are it's not based on what you've done it's based on what Jesus has done We're putting our faith in Him. Amen? He's already done it. He's already paid for it. He's already made it available. It is already yours. Hallelujah. It already belongs to you. Healing, salvation, peace, joy, love, forgiveness. It's already been given to you. It's already been provided for you. So we just say, yes, Lord, that's for me. I'm going to act like it's true. Isn't that easy? Amen. Look, there were many people that believed God. They they, they probably didn't feel worthy, but you know what? Ah, 
Faith in God exceeds our feelings. It's not based on feelings. It's based on what he said. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are in our midst today. Your glory is here. Your power is here. Your grace and goodness are here. And Lord, we have come to receive. And we've come to honor you. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. I have come here today to give you the gift of life. The life that I give you is an overflowing life. It's an abundant life. It's a rich, full, wonderful life. I'm the life giver, says the Lord, and I've given my life to you. So take my life and live. Take my life and be free. Take my life and be full and go and do what I've called you to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, we thank you so much. You are right here in our midst. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they do a phenomenal job? Amen. Well, if you're visiting here at Victory Christian Fellowship, this is your first time. We just want to welcome you. It's good to have you. We look forward to meeting you. And uh, for all those who are watching online, we just say hello to you as well. Glory to God. It's a special day today. I just want to let you know we're going to do communion next week, so we'll have our communion next week. And one of the things that we like to do is to speak the word. Aren't you glad that we can speak the word? Amen. Amen. It's a privilege, and and it's an honor. So we want to invite you to make a confession that's based on God's word. We we emphasize the subject every quarter, and uh, we just want you to join with us as we make this confession. By faith, I choose to walk and live in God. God is love, and we live for Him and walk with Him. We welcome and receive God's perfect love, and we are fearless. Love is having God's nature within us. Love is God's adhesive power that binds us together. Love is the fruit of the recreated human spirit planted in our heart by God. Love is born of the Spirit of God. Love makes my faith work. Love is God in action. God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he acted. Jesus so loved that he came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and rose from the dead. He chose to love me. He showed his love to me. And he gave his love to me. Love transforms our lives, our workplaces, and our homes. It It makes makes life better. better. Our Our love love abounds more and more and displays itself in greater depths, in real knowledge, and in practical insight. We have unfailing and fervent love for one another. We overlook unkindness, and we unselfishly seek the best for others. Through God's love, we are more thoughtful, gentle, and tender. Our love never grows old and never wears out. 
At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising Word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's Word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Good morning. Good to see each one of you here today. Okay, I have three pages of announcements. Are you ready? Okay. First, we are celebrating Pastor Doug and Dr. Fiona's 20th year of being pastors here at Victory Christian Fellowship. Woohoo! That's in sep- that's the September is their 20th anniversary as being pastors. This past May of the same year, they celebrated 25 years of marriage. So we're making this a double double celebration. <laughs> We'll be celebrating the, I think, the last Sunday of September. So keep looking for information concerning that celebration. Tuesday is our youth group, Air Force. Six o'clock, ages 12 and up. So bring, up, bring, bring or send someone you know that age here. We start out with a meal made by Miss Dottie. She feeds us well. And she shares her wisdom and love with us, too. So we appreciate that. And then we have worship and a time in the word and an activity. Uh, Yesterday was a beautiful day to go fishing. So some of our youth learned how to bait the hook, cast the line, and catch fish. And we had an awesome time. So we're going to do that again. And then Wednesday night refreshing at 6.30 here. It's a wonderful midweek service. You'd like, you would really like to be here, if at all possible. So put that on your calendar every Wednesday. And then this Thursday, this is all this week. Are you, are you following me? We have Tuesday, we have Wednesday. And this Thursday, um, volunteers for the Bible Adventure with third, fourth, and fifth graders from Northside Elementary and from Forge Elementary. The volunteers are having a meeting at 1.30 this Thursday. So if you are interested in finding out how you can share the love of Jesus with our children in our community, come on out at 1.30 this Thursday. And Chris Frenchek leads that. If you're interested and you can't make it at that time, Chris is sitting there in the back. You want to hook up with her and find out ways that you can participate with Bible Adventure. We also are going into the Palmyra Middle School this year. So you can see me about that because we're excited to continue with our kids all the way through middle school and high school is on the way. And then this Friday, women... After our summer break, we're back to woven. All right. So you could be in church today and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Woven starts at 6 o'clock. We start with a meal. And then there are new things happening. 
you want to be paying attention to any announcements because the old has passed away, and behold, all things are become new at Woven. So I'm excited for the new things that God is giving to Dr. Fiona to, to have for us as women here at VCF. And then, save the date, October 28th and 29th, men, is your annual everyday hero men's conference. Okay, so you guys see yourself as an everyday hero and say that I am an everyday hero. All right. (laughs) It's not just a name. It's a reality. Guys, you are an everyday hero. And the theme this year is Level Up. And our guest is John George. He's going to be here for the... Do I have that right? Okay. That name is like a little tricky for me to say. He's going to be here Friday night and Saturday for the men's conference. And then October 30th on Sunday, he'll be our guest speaker. You can register in the bookstore, guys. You can register online for that event. And then you can also check out Shopify, our bookstore online. If you go to our website, vcfpa.org. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, even the announcements will make you shout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me get my stuff pulled up here. Hallelujah. All right. Well, this morning, you know, we have a uh, special guest with us. Her name is uh, Dr. Marilyn Neubauer. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to talk to you about uh, how you can give today. Amen? Amen. And uh, she is an authority on the subject of biblical healing. And not only does uh, she teach with passion and authority and a rich foundation for the Word of God, but uh, she exercised her faith to overcome uh, sickness and illness herself. She received miraculous healing from a rare form of cancer and uh, returning from the brink of death at the hands and uh, at the hands of malaria. So she overcame cancer and malaria, two giants. Amen. She's a giant killer. Glory to God. And uh, she experienced a miraculous disappearance of a large tumor. Uh, Dr. Neubauer began to proclaim and teach uh, the healing power of God's word. Her faith and revelation of Jesus as the healer has created a platform for her to preach God's love and divine healing throughout the world. And uh, she's been to several other nations, and uh, she was telling us some of her story. It's amazing what what God has done for her and uh, the favor of God. Hallelujah. She's an, an ordained minister, an author, and a speaker. Uh, She's ministered in over 50 countries, taking the message of faith and healing and triumphant living to the nations. Uh, She has witnessed countless healings and miracles. And she just testified to us that she was in a meeting where a person got healed from a stroke. Hallelujah. And uh, 
She has served in the ministry since 1977, and she received an honorary Doctor of Divinity degree from the Cambridge Theological Seminary. And uh, she resides in San Diego, California, and uh, she also serves her community as a chaplain for the police department there. She's been serving the police department for 19 years. So uh, the Oceanside Police Department. So that's wonderful. Amen. So our job today is to bless her. Amen. And I want to read to you a passage of scripture from First Chronicles uh, 29. Uh, and it talks about David and his passion for the future. First Chronicles 29 verse 1. It says, And King David said to all the assembly, My son Solomon, whom alone God has chosen is still young and inexperienced, and the work is great. For the temple is not for man, but for the Lord. The temple is for the Lord. Amen? So with all my ability, I love that. David is about to give a huge offering, and he does it with all of his ability. Amen? Do you think that that was a significant gift? I do. And uh, he said, with all of my ability, I have provided... For the house of my God, the gold for the things of gold, silver for the things of silver, uh, bronze for the things of bronze, uh, iron for the things of iron, wood for the things of wood. I guess it took him a little bit to accumulate these things. Amen? And uh, he gave the silver just to adorn the walls, and these weren't solar panels. These were wallpaper. How, would, how many would like to have silver wallpaper? Amen? Well, he gave 7,000 talents of silver just to adorn the walls. Can you say amen? So what was he passionate about? He was passionate about the work of God. He was passionate about the house of God. And he was passionate about the people of God. Now, here at VCF, you can give any time during the service. We have envelopes over here in this container. and, And as you came in, there are envelopes there. And we would uh, appreciate if you designate a special gift to our guest. You can write on your check guest or write on the envelope guest. Or if you're giving online, you can designate it guest. Amen. You give to our guest. Make a check out to VCF if you're making out a check. And then uh, we'll in turn add to that and give her one check. Amen. Because that's what we do. And uh, we take care of our guests. Amen. It's It's a privilege and an honor. Amen. She does this full time. Uh, she doesn't work another side job, and she's been doing this for a number of years, and uh, she's going to be a great blessing to you. So I just thank you, Father. I thank you for a generous spirit in our hearts today. And Lord, we just take joy and honor in giving into your kingdom. And Lord, I thank you that we'll do it with all of our might and all of our ability, and we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. I, I speak a blessing and an increase and provision and protection and prosperity on every gift and every giver in Jesus name. Amen. And the older kids are going to be staying here today. So the younger kids are going to have class. So uh, do we have any younger kids in here? We're going to dismiss you at this time. So young kids, you're going to have a great time in the Lord. And you may wonder, why do we cheer when we send out the kids? Because we want them to know that church is fun. Church is not some boring, stuffy place. Amen? It's full of the life of God and the love of God. Hallelujah. And uh, we just uh, love and appreciate you. Oh, and I wanted to let you know, um, 
we just ordered our stoves. We got, we're getting two brand new stoves, a convection oven and a regular oven in one. So both of them are going to be the same. They're going to be silver, and uh, they're ordered this week. I just want to thank everybody for uh, giving into that project. So um, we're going to get another refrigerator for the kitchen, and then we're going to work on lights and then a ventilation system. Hallelujah. But uh, God is good. And uh, we just appreciate uh, all those who gave into that, and uh, it's moving right along. Amen? So uh, whenever those stoves get here, we'll put them to good use. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Without further ado, I want, I want our uh, guest, Dr. Marilyn, to come up here, and I want you to give her a warm BCF welcome as she comes and is a blessing to us. Amen? Thank you, Pastor John. Well, good morning. I'm ready to sign up for all of Nadine's classes and everything. Wow, this is a, this is a dynamic church. You know, and, and I love when, when you applauded for the, when the kids went out. Because, you know, I've been in church all of my life. I got baptized when I was 23 days old at the kitchen sink in my house. <laughs> Pastor came to the house because I was sick and they baptized me. And I've never been out of church since I was 23 days old. But I can remember... As a, young, as a young kid, you know, just in, in grade school. And my brothers and I, we would sit in church and we would fiddle with our bulletins. You know, my one brother folded his like a hat, the other one folded his like a ship, and I folded mine like a fan. You know, and we're just fiddling around, but you know what? We listened. We listened. And one Sunday morning, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, ask Jesus to come into your heart. And none of that would have happened had I not been in church and then in Sunday school. And when I think about my Sunday school class, I didn't realize it till years later, but we had children's. It was actually children's church. We had worship in there. We had our own worship team in the children's church, and we gave offerings. And I remember one Sunday, now this isn't part of my sermon, but Pastor Doug just says things that sparks you off. And... Um, but the, the uh, Sunday school superintendent was always in charge. And he said, now, boys and girls, when you give your offering today, <clears throat> be sure that you give God your best. And I thought, well, I never heard him say that before. I thought God was always happy with just any old thing. And I said that to God. I said, God, I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know you wanted my best. I said, And I looked at the coin in my hand. I usually had a nickel or a dime. I said, God, this isn't my best. I didn't know you wanted my best. My best is my beautiful, brand-new China doll. She's upstairs at home in my bedroom. I didn't know you wanted my doll. And I said, God, I give you my doll. And I could not wait to get home from Sunday school so I could give God my doll. And all the way, and we had to walk to church. We had to walk over a mile because my mother didn't drive and lived in Nebraska. So, and we never missed church. Rain, sleet, hail, snow, we're walking. And I couldn't wait to get home from church to give God my doll. And I'm talking about it all the way home. And my mother said, Marilyn, how are you going to give God your doll? Because she's, she's realizing she's serious about this thing. She said, how are you going to do that? And I said, well, well, Mommy, you know that little girl that lives in that apartment building next door to us? That re- they're really a poor family. 
I've never seen her play with a doll, so I'm going to give her my doll. And my mother said, now, Marilyn, (laughs) are you sure you want to give away your beautiful China doll that you got for Christmas? Oh, yes, Mommy, I already told God. I told God he can have my doll. And my mother realized she needed to let me do that. And so I got home, and I ran upstairs, and I got my little China doll, and I dressed her up in my favorite outfit, and I made sure her face was clean because she's China, so I made sure I washed her face really clean. And, and I ran outside, and I heard the neighborhood kids playing, and she was over there with the neighbor boys, and I called to her, and I actually walked across to the neighbor's yard, and she had a cobblestone sidewalk, and I loved that cobblestone sidewalk. I don't know why. I just loved her sidewalk. And I went over there, and I'm standing on that cobblestone sidewalk. And I called the little girl over, and I said, would you like to have my doll? And the two boys that she was playing with, they came over at the same time. And, and she said, well, let me see it. I thought, you know. <laughs> I said, and she kind of grabbed it out of my hands. And the two boys said, well, let me see it. And, and they're all just grabbing at the doll, and I, you know. And they dropped her. And she fell face down on that cobblestone sidewalk. And there was just this hush for a moment. And then the kids just ran away. And I knelt down, and I picked up my doll. And her face was shattered. It was shattered. And I, I picked her up, and I walked back to my house. And I sat down on the steps of my porch to talk to God. I said, God, I thought you wanted my doll. You said you wanted my best. And this was my best. And now she's broken. I said, God, how come? I kept saying, how come? How come you let my doll get broken? How come, God? And then I said, and God, how come I feel so sad on the outside, but something feels good on the inside? What is that, God? What is that? And I heard the Lord speak to me, and he said, Marilyn, I did want your doll. And I received your doll the moment you gave her to me from your heart. But you thought that you were giving me your doll by giving her to me through that little girl. But by then, that doll was already mine. That was me giving my doll to that little girl through you. That was my gift that was broken and rejected. But every gift that you give me from your heart will always be blessed. But I learned all those things in children's church. And so I just get so excited when they say, children, go to your Sunday school class. I felt, praise God, they're going to get the word. Because, you know, you think they're fiddling around, but they're listening. And I was actually called into the ministry when I was eight years old been walking with the Lord all my life. (laughs) So I just want to mention a few things I have on the back table because, you know, when a carpenter builds a house, he always has to use tools. Well, we have to build our faith every day, so we need tools. So it's a tool table back there (laughs) in the back. 
And uh, this is one of the tools that I have back there. And this is my copy, so it's all, I mean, it is tattered and torn because it's called My Daily, Daily Delight in the Lord. And it talks about, in the first chapter, it talks about building intimacy with the Lord. It's all about intimacy with the author and the finisher of our faith. And it talks about how you can block intimacy, but how you can unblock it. Amen. And then this is a book. I just finished doing a mastermind class on this book. It's called Guidelines, Praying for the Sick. And we had an awesome mastermind group. But um, it first of all talks about being an ambassador in a time of preparation. It's so critical that we take those times to prepare if you're going to pray for the sick because that's a very, it's an awesome assignment from God to pray for the sick. And then we have to understand God's will and his ways because the more you understand God's will and his ways, when you pray for the sick, you're going to pray with confidence and with boldness. And people pick that up. They sense your confidence, and then that builds their faith to draw, to draw and to receive. There's another chapter in here on why some people don't receive healing. And you will be amazed at some of the reasons why people who are strong in faith, but why they didn't receive. And that will help you to understand uh, so that you don't miss what God has for you. Because it's important to understand healing, but it's also important to understand why some people don't receive. Otherwise, you can get confused. And this is to remove all confusion. Amen. Because healing belongs to us. It's part of our covenant. I was sharing a testimony just recently. I was preaching at a church in California. And there was a lady there who had, had suffered from the effects of a stroke. And her soul, one side of her face was completely lifeless. And I, I prayed for her. And then they got in the car to go home. And she said she felt something on her face. And she pulled down the visor to look in the mirror. Her face was completely whole, completely restored. There was another man I prayed for a stroke. This was years ago. And his whole left uh, arm and leg was completely lifeless. And when he walked, he just had to, his arm just hung there and his leg, he would just drag his leg, you know, and just walk like that. And he said to me, we had the morning service, and he said, I think I feel heat in my leg. I said, that's God. God's doing something, so you be sure you come back for the next service. And so he came back, and I taught on healing again. And before I finished to, to pray for the sick, he jumped up, and he started running, both, both legs completely whole. He ran all the way around the sanctuary, and when he came down to run through the, the center aisle, by then his arm was restored. And he's, he is just trucking along, you know. But, you know, like Pastor said, just believe. Just believe because he said it, it's true, and you just trust in his word. This is a book, My Three Miracles, and it, it talks about the journey because it doesn't just happen poof. I was doing a seminar in Switzerland one year, a whole week long, and the lady said, well, I don't want to do all, I don't want to know all those scriptures and do this and do that. She said, I, I just want poof. I said, honey, poof is not going to happen for you. I said, there's no poof scripture in the Bible. You have to be a doer of the word. And she said, well, I don't want to do that. I said, that's your prerogative. That is your prerogative. You don't have to be healed. But it also talks about having bulldog tenacity. It talks about a spirit of faith. You know what a spirit of faith is? It's an attitude. I always t talk about it like this. It's, it's an attitude where, hmm, huh. I refuse to be defeated. Yes. I refuse yes. 
defeat. It's that bulldog tenacity that you hold on with every ounce of breath that you have. And then this is a little healing packet. It's called Daily Power Bar for Healing. And there's a prayer in here, and there's a blank space. And this is how you take the medicine. It says, spirit of, whatever it could be, whatever it's, if it's arthritis, diabetes, COVID, whatever it is, spirit of, and then you name that infirmity. You name it, spirit of, in the name of Jesus, I pull you down from your position of authority. I break the power of assignment you have against me, for it is written. And then you pick up one of those. There's like 13 healing scriptures in here. You pick up the one that bears witness with your spirit. It is written, and then you take the medicine. You proclaim what the word says. So that is how you take the medicine. And these things are so user-friendly because they fit right into your pocket, under your pillow. You need to have it handy. And then my book, My Three Miracles, I now have it on a, on a um, CD, an audio book. And I also have it on a thumb drive. And it's my voice reading the book. But these are things that if you're too sick to read, sometimes if you have a fever, it's hard to read. But you can listen. You can always listen. And uh, I also have a packet back there. It's four CDs on uh, dynamic prayers. So that's back there. And I have a new book. It should be ready by the first of the year. It's called Three Functions of Faith. And so that's going to be, I'm excited about that book, but you can always pre-order it if you should want to. But, uh, Father, we thank you so much. We thank you, Lord. We're so grateful for who you are. We're so grateful that you are the healer, that you are our Savior. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. We are so grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. So, Lord, as we look into your word today, I pray that you would unveil and reveal to us the things that perhaps perhaps we didn't hear the time before or what we missed the time before. Help us to see it, to hear it, to grab hold, that when we leave this place, we will leave victorious. We will leave healed and whole through your word, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. And everyone said... Amen, amen. So as I share the word of God today, I want you not just to listen to the words that I say, but I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying through the words that I share. It's what he says to you. There's only one of you. There's only one of you. And there's a Holy Spirit living on the inside of you to teach you, to guide you. So listen to the voice on the inside of you as I, as I share the word of God today. And I want to begin by asking you a question. You, you all won't know the answer pretty much. <laughs> Has anybody here, maybe you've, you've lost your wallet or maybe at one time you lost your watch or you, maybe you've lost your car keys. At some point you've lost something. But everybody's, yeah, everybody's lost. I've lost I've lost a lot of things I didn't want to lose, and I couldn't find them. But you, you can't lose something until you first possess it. For example, I've never lost a Rolex watch. <laughs> Do you know why? I never possessed a Rolex watch. So you can't lose something until you first possess it, with one exception. It is possible to lose a miracle before you possess it. 
and it, yet it's there for the taking. But if you don't take it, you could lose it. So I titled this message, Don't Lose Your Miracle. In the Gospel of John, if you have your Bibles with you, John 14, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking, John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor. It says a helper. What does a helper do? And I'm reading out of the Amplified. What does a helper do? A helper is one who helps. He doesn't do the job. He helps you to do the job. We have to be a doer of the word, and we have a helper to help us in doing the word. And the Holy Spirit will help you to receive a miracle. Now turn to John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, and he has come, he lives on the inside of you, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, that's what he will speak. And he will show you things to come. He will help you in receiving a miracle of healing. He can show you where you might be missing it. Sometimes people think, where am I missing it? And sometimes it's not a big deal. It could be just a little tweak. It's no thing where you have to have all this big condemnation. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand. No, it could be tweak, just a little tweak. So don't be so hard on yourself. It could be just something very simple. But the Holy Spirit, he's the revealer. He is there to help us to receive healing. He will guide you into every step in every arena of life. That is so awesome about the Holy Spirit. That's why I want you to listen to your heart, not just the words that I'm saying. But what he says to one person will be different than what he says to the other person because he knows every person's need. So you want to listen from your heart. So you want to learn to follow the Holy Spirit because we we read here, he will guide you into all the truth. Anytime, in any situation of your life, if you feel led of the Holy Spirit to do something and you think, oh, I don't think I want to do that, (laughs) or I don't want to to go over there. Anytime we say no to the leading of the Holy Spirit, we just took the guide. We just took the lead right out of his hands. Now, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But, you know, they used to sing that song, I'm going to do it my way. You, you do it your way. You just took the lead. And after all the dust settles and you begin to realize, I went the wrong way, and you repent, the Holy Spirit's right there to pick up the pieces because he never leaves you. But he is not going to force to be the lead. We have to allow him to be the lead because he lives on the inside. You've got inside information. You know, like I say, she was saying, I work with the police department. And many times I have an opportunity to talk to the police officers and I tell them, you have inside information that you didn't learn at the police academy. You have inside information who's behind that door you're knocking on. Who's driving that car that you're just told to stop? 
you have inside information who's behind that steering wheel. You and I have inside information. We have a built-in navigator that's going to take you right to your healing. But we need to learn to work with the guide. You can be and must be actively involved in the healing process. So important to be involved in the healing process. So often I've had people say to me, Marilyn, I totally believe in healing. I know the Lord heals people. I believe in that, and I know God's going to heal me. I know he's going to heal me. When they say, I know he's going to heal me, then in their mind, it's still yet to come. It's future. Now, I'm sure each and every one of you, at some point, you've been to a dentist's office or you've been to the doctor's office, and you go up to the front and you sign in, and the receptionist says, Thank you very much. Now, if you'll please have a seat in the waiting room. What do you do in the waiting room? Wait and wait. (laughs) And you wait. If you're waiting for God to heal you, mm -mm. see, nothing happens in a waiting room except wait. And you might wait 5, 10, 25 minutes until the nurse says the doctor's ready for you. But the whole time you're waiting, nothing happens regarding your, your, your checkup. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You're only going to wait and wait. And if you wait, if, you're, if you believe God's going to heal you, then you need to get out of the waiting room. Because it's the same spiritually. You might wait five, ten years until you get a revelation. It is written. He's already done it. You know, you sang that song. He said he did it. I believe it. You need to, when you sing songs like this, that needs to come from your heart. You need to take, when you're worshiping God, that needs to be a reality. It's not, we are, we're just going to come and sing. No, you're not singing. You are declaring what the Word has said, and you're doing it with song. But it has to come from your heart. I, he said it, I believe it, and that's the way it has to work. It has to be that way. So don't sit around in a waiting room. To wait upon the Lord does not mean to be void of activity. The Bible says we have to walk by faith. We have to live by faith. Walking and living, that implies movement. Someone who has passed away, they don't budge an inch. They don't. They don't move. But if you are alive, then you have to live by faith. You have to walk by faith. That is movement. Faith is never stagnant. Faith is never sitting in a waiting room. Faith is always moving, always active. It's the natural working together with the supernatural that can create and bring forth the miracle that you are believing for. You know, sometimes people will scratch their head and they say, well, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. I don't understand. It's a mystery to me. Well, I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. How many of you have a heavenly language? Praise God. You need to get a revelation that every time you're praying in your heavenly language, 
You are talking to your creator, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that that paints a sunset and puts the stars in place night after night after night, the one that puts the aroma in a rose and paints the beauty in the wing of a butterfly. That is who we are talking to. You need to be focused that you are talking to your heavenly Father, the one that knows you best and loves you most. So when you are praying in tongues, you're not talking to men, you're talking to God. So when you're praying in the Spirit, don't be focusing on your grocery list or who you need to send a text message to. Be focused on who you're talking to. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and you're thinking, I don't think they're listening to one word I'm saying. Ever been in that situation? They're not listening to me. God's probably thinking, well, I'm trying to talk to them, but they're not paying one bit of attention to me. Truly, you know, (laughs) he's probably thinking like that. So you need to be conscious of who you are speaking to because he's always going to listen. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and he always hears our prayers. But then this verse goes on to say, "For, For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So whatever is going on with you, you might scratch your head and think, well, that's a mystery to me. But it's not a mystery to the one that lives on the inside of you. It's not a mystery to your helper. So when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, you're talking to the mystery, the one that is the revealer of your mystery. You know, when you pray, I mean, he perfects your prayer. You know, I've written many books, and I always have to have someone edit my book. So that they correct it. So it, it, it speaks perfect language. Well, when I pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit edits my prayer. He edits my prayer so he makes it perfect to come to the Father. Isn't that awesome? So now I know my prayer is a perfect prayer and he's going to hear it and he's going to listen to it. You know, sometimes if you go to a restaurant, say you might go to a restaurant on a Friday night, 6 o'clock, very busy time, could be your favorite restaurant, and it's probably the favorite restaurant in everybody else in town. When you get there, everybody's there. (laughs) It's really, really crowded, and you know you're going to have to wait to get a seat. You know what I'm talking about? So it's very, very busy. Matter of fact, you could walk in there with your eyes closed, And know the restaurant is packed with people because you could hear all the voices. Oh, it's busy in here tonight. You can hear. You can hear. But when you go to sit down at your table, you're only listening to the people at the table. While you're sitting there, you can still hear the noise, but you're focusing on the people at your table. I can remember I was visiting my daughter one time, and and, uh, my grandson was getting ready to go on the school bus. He was forever leaving his jackets, something on the school bus. And she said, now, Matthew, when you come home from school tonight, do not leave your new jacket on the school bus. Are you listening to me? He said, yes, Mom, I heard you. She said, no, I don't want to know if you heard me. 
I want to know, did you listen to what I had to say? Because, see, you can hear or you can listen. We need to learn to listen. Many years ago, uh, there was going to be this, or there was, this big famous boxing match. Now, I am not into boxing, but it was world-renowned boxing match on these two famous boxers. And um, my dad and my brothers were going to watch the boxing match. And I thought, well, I guess I'll sit down and watch the match with them. Well, before the boxing match started, they showed the interview of the two boxers that they had done the day before. And so we're listening to the interview, and both boxers are saying, I'm going to punch him, stop. I mean, you know how they are. They're just making these horrible threats of what they're going to do to the other person, you know. And, and I mean, it's just, oh, oh my goodness, you know. <laughs> but they're both saying the same thing. Now they have the boxing match, and now it's over. And now they interview the champion. And then they go and interview the man who lost. And they said to him, now at what point during the match did you realize you're losing the match? Did you realize you lost in round three or was it round five or round th- When did you realize you lost the match? I'll never forget what he said. He said, I didn't lose the match in the ring. I lost the match yesterday when I listened to his threats. He said, I should have never listened to his threats. See, there's always going to be voices out here, but you have to listen within. Don't listen to those lies. Don't listen when the doctor said it's inoperable. Don't listen when he says there's no hope. Don't listen. You listen in here. The voices are always going to be there, always. But you have to learn to listen within. I'll never forget when he said, I should never have listened to those threats. Don't ever listen to the lies because they're always going to be there. We have to learn to quiet the mind. See, we live in two realms. You live in a natural realm and a supernatural realm. Walking by faith, living by faith, that's in the supernatural realm. But yes, we we have a natural realm that we live in. The natural realm says, well, it's a hopeless situation or everything is natural or negative in the natural realm. But we live and walk in the supernatural realm. That needs to be the most dominant realm. I can remember when I was a student at Rama. It was my first year at Rama, and after classes were over, I went to healing school, and then I went to prayer school. And in prayer school, sometimes Brother Hagen would be teaching prayer school, and I had the hardest time staying awake in prayer school. I had ne- I never learned to pray for a whole hour. You know, and I'd, oh, I can't fall asleep in Brother Hagen's class. This is not good, you know. And then sometimes Brother Hagen would say, just, just kneel down at your chair. I thought, so I would kneel down, boing, my head. And I'd, oh, gosh, this is not good. And I thought, this, this is embarrassing. You know, we're talking about Brother Hagen. And oh, boy. I thought, I'm going to have to practice this at home. So I, just, I need to practice prayer at home. So I decided I'm going to set the alarm for 5 o'clock, and I'm going to pray from 5 to 6. I'm going to, I'm going to get this down. So 
Uh, it must have been about October, and I had the alarm set for 5 o'clock. And I woke up, and I thought, ooh, it's chilly in the, in the room this morning. But I can pray, you know, I can just pray under the blankets and be warm, you know. <laughs> You're laughing because you know what happened, yeah. <laughs> well, 10 minutes later, I woke up again. I thought, oh, that didn't work. And, but now in Bible school, I'm learning about spirit, soul, and body. And the spirit is the real me. I thought, okay, I'm going to pretend like I am the parent. And I have two children. I have a soul and a body. And they're both having bad behavior today. <laughs> so spirit man said to my body, bad behavior, falling asleep. Up, get up, get, get, get up, 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 up. I made my body get out of bed. I said, you go sit in the living room, and you sit there. I gave my body a blanket, I, but you sit there. Now, there we are, spirit, soul, and body. We are going to pray. So we're praying. Everything's fine. But within five minutes, my other child, the soul, my mind, wandered off into the kitchen. <laughs> Wonder what I did have for breakfast this morning. I had to tell my mind, be quiet. We're sitting in the living room. We're praying. Okay, there we are. All three of us are in there praying. Five minutes later, that mind child into the closet. What, what should I wear today? It was a constant thing. I had to discipline my mind to stay focused. I thought, that's the problem. My, my mind needs a target. So I gave my target. I said, now we are all going, to, all three of us, we're going to sit here. And we're going to pray for Brother Hagen. And we're going to pray for Bible school today. So now that we had a target that helped my mind, okay, now the mind is focused on praying for Brother Hagen. I had to discipline my mind, but sometimes just focus on what is it that you're talking to God about. Just focus on, the, on your healer. Focus on the one that's listening. Focus on your helper. And within the week, we had accomplished spirit, soul, and body. We learned to pray one whole hour. But you have to learn to discipline the mind because the mind wants to listen to the voice. You can't listen. You've got to quiet the mind and say, what, what is written? What does it say? What does God say? He said, you are healed. Not going to be. Get out of the waiting room. And it says, you are healed. You know, if you can just envision a big circle with God at the top and, and we're down here and we'll just say for illustration's sake, the Holy Spirit's on both sides. When I pray to the Father, the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, he takes my prayer, he edits it. It's a perfect prayer when it gets up to the throne room. And Father God hears my prayer. And then he answers my prayer. And remember, he's going to speak to the Holy Spirit. So he speaks to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, he tells me what he heard the Father tell him to tell me. That's how that works. So you can always trust the Holy Spirit because he is the spirit of truth. He only knows truth. He only interacts with truth. You can trust what you hear from the Holy Spirit. And another way and reason why you can trust the Holy Spirit is because he is the Holy. Holy Spirit. Sometimes we say Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We don't realize. We're talking about the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. You can trust the Holy 
Spirit of God. When you think about that, God has imparted one-third of himself to live on the inside of you that you don't have to miss a thing. Now, we're going to miss it from time to time because we're not going to be perfect. And he's not looking for perfection. He's just looking for a pure heart. And because the Holy One lives inside of you, you know, we have the ability not to live a perfect life, but a clean life. We can live a clean life. Not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. But clean. Amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has, not going to, he has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. The spirit that lives on the inside of us. He reveals all of those things to us. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now I want to point something out in that verse in the Amplified. It says, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and has not entered into the heart of man. All that God has, again, not going to, he has prepared, made, and he keeps it ready. Keeps what ready? All the things that he has prepared that you have need of. It's ready at all times for those who love him. And then it says, for those who love him are the ones who hold him in affectionate reverence. Reverence matters to God. It matters that we reverence and honor the Lord. It matters that we honor the Lord by being kind to others. It matters we reverence him the way we dress, the way we speak. You know, so often I'll be around Christian people and, and um, well, most of the time I am around Christian, Christian people, <laughs> but um, except when I'm with the police department. But um, although there are a lot of Christian police officers that I work with, but uh, I'm talking specifically Christian people, they use slang. And I've always told my grandchildren, told my grandson, said, Matthew, someday you're going to grow up and you're going to be a man. But you don't want to just be a man. You want to be a gentleman. And I told my granddaughter, Megan, when you grow up, you're going to be a woman. But you don't want to just be a woman. You want to be a lady. You know, you go to a conference and they address ladies and gentlemen. That's something different. A gentleman versus a man. A lady versus a woman. It matters that we speak like a lady and a gentleman. That, that honors God. Because sometimes I just get, hmm, I wish that person wouldn't have said that word. It's not ladylike. <clears throat> and then it says to promptly obey. That matters, that you promptly obey. Because procrastination is delayed obedience. And delayed obedience is disobedience. And disobedience, you will miss the plan of God. I've been believing for something for uh, three years. And this last uh, November, it was the weekend of Thanksgiving. And the Holy Spirit spoke something to me three times. It was that boom, boom, boom. There was no pause. He repeated the same thing three times. Boom, boom, boom. I thought, oh. 
He wanted me to go someplace. Within 10 minutes, I am out the door. I am out the door. I don't care what has to go on for Thanksgiving. I'm out the door. And he wanted me to go to a place that was over an hour's drive. I went to that place, and nothing happened there other than I saw something. I thought, oh, that was good. I was glad to see, see what I saw. Then I went back home, and several months later, boom, boom, boom. I, oh, I'm supposed to go back to that place, and I remembered the time that I was there. So I went back to that place. This was several months later, and then I not only saw something, but something happened, a really a good thing that happened. I thought, wow. And then just a few weeks ago, another thing, connected to all of that. Had I not first gone that very first time when he said, boom, 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 I'd have missed the whole thing. And now there's something else about to happen. But see, don't ever, don't ever delay. When you hear something on the inside of you, you be quick to obey. Don't, because you can miss it. You will miss it every time. That's the purpose of your helper, to help you at all times. To know the mysteries of God, you cannot bypass the Holy Spirit. To know what's going on in your physical body, you cannot bypass the Holy Spirit. So once again, in 1 Corinthians 14, 2, you're talking to God. You know, I like what it says in Deuteronomy, the secret things belong to the Lord, but what he reveals belongs to us. So he might speak mysteries, but to us it's not a mystery. It's a mystery to those who don't know him. But what he reveals, it does belong to us. So we need to spend more time with the revealer of secrets. Now in John 15, 5, John 15, 5, it says, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. And the Amplified says, Apart from me, apart from vital union with me, in other words, apart from intimacy with me, you can do nothing. You see, when you come into the presence of the Lord, you've coming into his presence. You can never come into his presence without receiving an impartation. And with the impartation will always come the anointed outflow of whatever it is that you need and you need and you need and you need. But it doesn't come until you first come into his presence to receive the impartation. So learn to listen within. Don't listen up here. Listen on the inside of you. Now, um, I live in San Diego, and I know a lot of times when people go on vacation, we have a lot of people coming to San Diego. They say it's perfect climate. A lot of people come to San Diego for vacation. And when you come on a vacation, if it's a new place you've never been to, many times you will hire a guide. Or they'll have a, a guided tours. And when you go on the guided tour, what are you going to do? You're going to follow the guide. <laughs> because the guide's going to show you something you haven't seen before, tell you something you didn't know about before. Now, I'm not selling Harbor Cruises in San Diego, but I want to show you this brochure. <laughs> this brochure tells you that you can take a cruise downtown San Diego. You can take an hour cruise around the harbor, or you could even take, it's lovely, beautiful. You can take a two-hour tour. The longer the tour, the more you see. So 
you're going to see more on a two-hour tour than you do on the one-hour tour. Or you could go up to San Francisco, and then you would take a half-a-day tour. You would see Chinatown, Seaport Village, not Seaport Village, but you would see Fisherman's Wharf. And then you could take the boat out to Alcatraz, but that is a half-a-day tour. So once again, the longer the tour, the more you see. Now, I had some friends. They live over by the Sea of Galilee. <clears throat> and they came to visit me one time. And, and Friday morning, they said, Marilyn, we've never seen San Diego. We heard it's so beautiful. Can we go downtown and see San Diego? And I thought, oh, Friday morning. Bumper to bumper. <laughs> but they're my friends, of, of course. Of course. <laughs> so it's about an hour and a half, bumper to bumper to bumper. And so, but when I take somebody to see San Diego, I always stop at my favorite place because it's Harbor Drive. On Harbor Drive, you can see the beautiful skyline of San Diego. You see the beautiful Coronado Bridge. You see the beautiful naval base. And then you see all the ocean liners come. I mean, you have everything, right? It's just beautiful. And so they got out, and they took a few pictures, and about 10 minutes later, I said, okay, let's get in the car. We're going to go down just a couple blocks, and you can, we can see the big ship, the Midway, which was a part of Pearl Harbor, and then we can go to Seaport Village, and then we can cross Coronado Bridge. And, and uh, they said, no, 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 we're done. I said, excuse me, <laughs> we're done. I said, done what? <laughs> they said, we're done seeing San Diego. I said, you're done? Yeah, we're ready to go back to your house. And I said, you're you're done? They said, well, yeah. Didn't you say that was San Diego? I said, yes, that is San Diego over there. (laughs) Staying in the love walk now. Yes, that is San Diego. They were content. They were content to see San Diego from afar. How many Christians are content to know the Lord from afar instead of going on a tour? The longer the tour with the Holy Spirit, the more he can show you. You've got something going on in your life. You need to take time to go on a tour with your helper. That is his purpose living on the inside of you to take you on a tour instead of sitting around in a waiting room where nothing happens. But you've got a built-in tour guide to take you on a tour. Now, I want to share a testimony with you. Now, as Pastor mentioned, I was miraculously healed of cancer, very rare form of cancer, uh, very hard to, uh, for the doctors to detect, that, to, to detect it. So I was scheduled for exploratory surgery. And right, just right before the surgery, the nurse came in to prep me one last preparation for the surgery. And that was the worst thing they could have done because I had cancer of the appendix. And what she did caused my, expen- my appendix to begin to explode. She left me alone. I was... I was in the room alone, and it felt like there was a volcano about... I mean, I thought my whole body was just going to explode. And I heard an audible voice from the Lord. And he said, your time is up. 
Under your present condition, you are destined to die. I'm 28 years old, two little children at home. And this isn't the doctor's report. This is God's report. He said, you are destined to die. But then he said, through me, you can change your destiny. You don't have to die. And I said, God, I don't know one thing about healing because I had never been taught healing. I said, but I do know that you love me. And if you have a healing for me, I take it. Now, I'm not going to share that whole testimony. You can hear it on, on my website. But I had a dynamic, divine connection. I mean, it was just a divine impartation, a divine miracle from God, instant miracle, divine, just divine. But what I want to emphasize is nine years after, after that happened, and I, every year I go in for my, my uh, wellness check, and this day was no different. I went in for my wellness check. Now, the testimony I want to share with you today is one that this is where most people are. Now, that first miracle, most people don't have an instant dynamic miracle like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean it's wonderful. It was glorious. I mean, I had an out-of-the-body experience. That's when the Lord began to teach me about healing. But this one is where more people are. And I, I'm great. I mean, I've, I've had three different kinds. That's why I'm doing this book on the three functions of faith, because I realized where I was on each one of those miracles. But I went in for my wellness check, and the doctor said, Marilyn, I detected a tumor today. It appears to be a very fast-growing type of tumor, and it appears that it's probably malignant. And if we can't dissolve this tumor in six weeks, we're going to have to do an operation, because it does look like it's a fast growing possibly a malignant tumor she said do you have any questions i said no not of one you know why i had no questions because all she can do is give me facts facts breed fear and fear is the enemy of your faith i thought no that's all the information i care to hear (laughs) and i left I left the office. I just simply said, I'll, I'll schedule my next appointment. And I left the office, walked across the parking lot. I got in my car, and the first thing I did was I spoke to myself, and I said, don't panic. Very easy when you get a report like that, when you're not expecting something like that, especially, you know, with cancer. You can panic. I said, don't panic. Remember, there's not a formula to healing. It's based upon a relationship. It's intimacy, coming into his presence. And then, after I told myself not to panic, I sat there a little bit longer, and I took about three, at least three, maybe four, really deep breaths. You know, sometimes when you get something you're unexpected, unexpected sometimes, even when I'm, when I'm with, with somebody, they're all kind of hyper. I say, stop Take a deep breath. You know what I'm saying? So I did. I took about just taking in that oxygen. I'm telling you, it just calm down. Just calm down. So I did that. I'm being real because we're real, right? And then I had a conversation with myself again because I thought about Joshua and Caleb, how they were the only two spies that entered the promised land. Because they refused a negative report. And I said, Marilyn, that was a negative report today. 
And I said, I give no place to that negative report. I decree I will not need I will I will not need to have surgery. I said, I will I give no place to a malignant tumor. And I give no place to a benign tumor. Therefore, there will be no need for an operation. Now, let me clarify something. It is never a lack of faith to have surgery. Never a lack of faith to go to the doctor. Never a lack of faith to take medicine. I'm just sharing with you my testimony. Been there, done that, didn't want to go back to the hospital. So I said, there will not need to be an operation. And then after I finished talking to myself, I talked to the Lord. And I said something really, really critical, and I want you to listen to me carefully. I said, Lord, I want another miracle. What is my part to receive another miracle? Because he's already, Calvary was so well done in one act, it need never to be repeated. So I'm, there's no need sitting in a waiting room for something to happen when it's already happened. I said, I want you to show me my part. Because each one, we all have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. I need to know what the Holy Spirit is telling me so I can get my miracle. And he will always tell you what you need. I said, so Lord, show me my part to get another miracle. Then the next thing I did was now... I canceled my lunch because I was going to have lunch with my friend after my wellness check. (laughs) And I thought, cancel, cancel. What am I going to do? Change my priorities. Because if you want a miracle, there's a price to pay. There is a price to pay. It's not going to be poof like that one lady. I just want poof. Honey, you're not going to get a poof. I changed my priorities. I canceled my luncheon appointment. Because now I want a miracle. So I'm going to go home and I'm taking God's medicine and you can take it every hour on the hour. God's medicine has no negative side effects. You, can't, you can double up, triple up, quadruple up and that's what I'm doing. Because I need a miracle. I need this tumor to just dematerialize. It needs to dematerialize. So I'm, I'm going home and I'm changing uh, my priorities and I'm taking my medicine, double up, triple up, quadruple up, praying in the spirit, taking it, just reading those healing scriptures over, taking the medicine. Because if you need a miracle and you don't change your priorities to get a miracle, then somebody else is going to have to change their priorities to get off of work to come to your funeral. Somebody is going to have to change some priorities. Let it be me, Lord. Let it be me. Seriously, because there's too many people, just too complacent and lazy spirit. You need to be involved in the healing process, and you have a built-in helper to help you receive a miracle. You know, Catherine Kuhlman once said, the only limit to the power of God lies within the individual. That's powerful. That's the only limit. Only you, only me can limit the power of God on the inside of me. I need to feed on truth. I need to speak truth. And I need to magnify truth. I don't care what the doctor says. It's hope. No, no, no. Give no place. Give no place. Give no place. Because you need to strengthen your faith. Never sitting around. Your faith is never strengthened in a waiting room. 
You're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Ephesians 3.17, you don't need to turn there, but it talks about that we would be able to comprehend the height and depth and width and breadth and to know the love of Christ, to know the love of Christ. The degree of our faith is determined by the degree we comprehend his love for you and for me. And that's what I learned in that Sunday school class. God loved me. And that's how I received a miracle. But had I not learned that in Sunday school class, I don't know if I'd have learned it that day. Sunday school is so precious, precious time for your children. The next thing I did was I decided to fast one meal a day. Now, some people can't fast food, but you can fast something. Because when I fast, it causes the ear of my spirit man to be more in tune with the voice of my Heavenly Father. I asked a critical question. What is my part to receive a miracle? I want to make sure I don't miss the answer. I don't want to miss the answer. So I'm going to fast. That causes my inner man, my inner spirit, my inner ear to hear what the voice of the Lord has to say. Remember, you can be involved and must be involved in the healing process because the Holy Spirit knows if you need it, just tweak something, a little adjustment, whatever it is. The next thing I did was, now at that time, in my life, I didn't know one person that would agree with me for this, this uh, tumor to dematerialize. I, I mentioned it to my husband, and he laughed at me. I thought, okay, we're not going to go there. That's it. That's it. You laugh, that's okay. I, it's just me and God. I didn't have one person to stand in agreement with me that this would dematerialize. And then it says in James chapter 5, verse 14, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them uh, anoint them with oil and let them pray for them. So I went to my pastor. And uh, he anointed me with oil and he prayed for me. <clears throat> and then, so now during these whole six weeks, I'm taking my medicine, I'm fasting, I'm doing everything that I know to do. But if you don't, and James 5, 14, that's, that's the written word. If you don't first do the written word, you'll never hear a rhema word. You have to be a doer of the word. So I'm on tour with the Holy Spirit as much as I can. I mean, I'm on tour because I need a miracle. Taking my medicine, doing everything that I know to do. And finally, my six weeks are up. And, I, and my last appointment was on a Monday. I was so ex- I've never been excited to go to a doctor before. I, I can't wait to get to the doctor because I'm doing everything that I know to do. Praying in the Spirit taking God's medicine, I'm fasting, I had the laying on the hands, the anointing of oil, and I thought, I know, I know I'm going to get a miracle. Now, I hadn't heard anything from the Holy Spirit, but Brother Hagen always told us, you can go as much by what you don't hear as by what you do hear. For example, if you've got two children playing in the, in the yard and they're having good behavior, every five minutes you don't say, that's good, John. Oh, Billy, that's good. That's, oh, that's, you're so, you don't say, that's good. No, you don't. But when the ball starts to roll out in the street and there's a car coming and they go to chase the ball, you say, stop, because they're going the wrong direction. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He'll say, stop, beep, 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 beep. But if you don't hear anything, I'm on the right track. So I knew I was on the right track. I know Monday I'm going to get my mirror. I was so excited. 
I mean, I, I've just never been so excited to go to the doctor before in all my life. <laughs> but I went and I had my examination. And she says, Marilyn, that tumor is still growing today. Now it's the size of a grapefruit, so we can't wait any longer. We're going to have to do surgery. And uh, when she said that, it was like she knocked the wind out of my sails. You know what I'm saying? Like she pulled the rug out from underneath my feet. And I thought to, my, thought to myself, I thought, now, wait a minute. You're not cooperating with me. You're supposed to tell me I had a miracle, and then I'm supposed to invite you to my church. <laughs> You're not cooperating. I did. I, she's not cooperating with me. <laughs> Have you ever pre-programmed a conversation? Never goes the way you think it's going to go. This is not going my way. And I just kind of checked out. And I'm thinking, no, that is not acceptable. And it was like I suddenly realized I'm facing a spiritual junction in the road. And I could hear her talking. And she was saying, now, we expect that you're going to hemorrhage in the surgery, so Dr. So-and-so is going to be in the operating room. And then I could hear the devil laughing. You got that one miracle one time. Don't think you're going to get another. I mean, I'm hearing, I'm hearing these voices out there. And I thought, no, no, no. I'm going to focus on Calvary because it is written, just like we sang. He said it. I believe it. By his stripes, I am healed. Not going to be, I am healed. And I just kept my focus on the cross. And it was just like, you know, the story of Jairus when he heard that his daughter had already died. And he told Jesus, if you'll come to my house, she will live. But now she, he, hears, he hears that she's dead. And Jesus turned around to Jairus, and what did he say? Fear not, fear not what you hear. Only believe. Only believe what? He said, Jairus, I only want you to believe what you already said. You said, if I come, she'll live. I don't care if she is dead. You said she'd live. See, never change your testimony. Even if a negative, unexpected report happens, don't change your testimony. And I thought, no. I'm, I, nothing wrong with surgery. I could have believed for uh, a miracle. I could have believed for a complete successful operation, a speedy recovery. But I didn't want that. I said, no. No. It is written. It is written. It is written. By his stripes, I'm healed. And then I heard the doctor say, Marilyn, Marilyn, are you listening? I said, I heard, I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. She said, well, you need to go to the hospital tomorrow. Tuesday, go to the hospital. We're going to have to run a whole lot of tests. You're going to be there for several hours, and then you can go home at 5 o'clock, and I'll call you and tell you what the report says, and I'll tell you what time surgery is scheduled for Wednesday. I said, I heard you. Now, if you're going to go to the doctor, you do what the doctor says or don't go at all. Same with the lawyer. I said, I'll go. I'll have my test taken. But I'm still believing for the supernatural. I'm not going to waver. I'm believing for a supernatural. <clears throat> I woke up Tuesday morning, taking my medicine, going to get dressed to go to the hospital. And that morning, my helper spoke to me. <clears throat> and the Holy Spirit says, go to church today and have the laying on of hands and the anointing of oil. Now, remember I said I had already done that? I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I said to God, I already did. I already did it as if he didn't know, as if he didn't know. <laughs> and, he sp and I heard it a second time. I said, go to church today and have the laying on of hands and the anointing of life. I'm on my way, Lord. I'm on my way. <clears throat> but 
But this is where logic and reasoning can come in and trick you. Now, it didn't happen, but I, 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 it can. Because I could have thought, hmm, what was wrong with the pastor when he prayed? Something must have been up with the pastor that I have to go back and have more prayer. <laughs> oh, I bet it was the oil. Rancid. We need to get fresh oil in the church. <laughs> you know, you don't go there. You never go there. You just simply listen and obey. I went to church, and then I'm driving over there, and I'm laughing because since God knows everything, he knows my church is closed on Tuesday. <laughs> okay. So I drove over to church, and the pastor pulled up right next to me. He says, Marilyn, did you forget church is closed today? I said, oh, no, I remembered. But, and he was the same pastor. It was a large church that I belonged to. He said, he said, I said, no, I remembered, but the Lord told me to come and have you pray for me again because he was the one that previously had paid, prayed. He said, well, come on in. The elders are here. And, and then he said, before I pray, what exactly do you want me to pray for? I said, Pastor, I want you to agree with me today that when I go to the hospital and I have all those tests taken, that the results will show there's absolutely nothing there. And he said, if that's where your faith is, I'll hook mine up with yours. Perfect way for him to pray. Perfect way. He said, I'll hook mine up with yours. So they anointed me with oil and uh, prayed for me. And I left and I went to the hospital. I had all those tests taken. And then I came home at 5 o'clock. The, the doctor called and said, I need you to come to the office. I said, just tell me over the phone. I will come to the office, but just tell me what were the results today. She quoted my words. She said, today the results show there's absolutely nothing there. I need you to come to the office. Before I schedule this operation, I need to do another examination. And she examined and she says, I don't understand. It was a grapefruit yesterday, and now there's nothing there. And she was so excited because she said, some of my colleagues have had miracle patients. You're my first miracle. <laughs> she was so excited. But, you know, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, I, mean, I thought about Naaman. He had to dip in the River Jordan seven times. God wants me to be anointed twice or three times. Dip, baby, dip. <laughs> whatever he says, you just dip, baby, dip. <laughs> because let God be God. But now I want to show you something in closing. This is an illustration. Remember I said we live in two realms? This is a calendar. Calendars are made for man. Time is made for man. Time to be born, a time to laugh, time to cry, time to plant, time to pluck up that which is planted. We use calendars. We circle. Uh, John George is coming. You've got that circled on the calendar. John, John's a friend of mine. You'll love him. Um, you're going to circle the calendar for birthdays or all kinds of things. You circle. You use calendars. Amen. Does everybody use a calendar? This is the natural realm. Man, his two realms, the natural realm. But then I have here a circle. This represents the supernatural realm. This is the realm we walk by faith, we live by faith. The waiting room is down here, and no waiting room up here. There's no Monday, no Tuesday, no Wednesday up here. When I first got that report, man, I got right up here. Mm, I give no place to that evil report. But, and I don't know when it happened, but at some point I slipped. I left this realm, 
and I got down in this realm. My focus got in the wrong realm. My focus got on Monday. Monday is down in the natural realm. When I got that report, like I said, knocked the wind out of my sails, I realized, whoa, I'm in the wrong realm. It took me about a split second. I thought, you get right back up there, Marilyn. I kept my eyes on the supernatural. I kept my eyes on the cross. And my miracle came on Tuesday. I was expecting it on Monday. I could have lost my miracle when it was only one more day away. Your miracle could be one more day away. So in closing, I want you to, if you're in a waiting room, get out of the waiting room. You need to go on tour with the Holy Spirit. The longer the tour, the more he can show you. You take God's medicine, and whatever report you get, don't change your testimony. You've got a testimony that by the, whatever your testimony is, you stay anchored in that testimony. And you make sure it is what the word says. And then you hold on to that. Don't let go of your testimony. And then have that bulldog tenacity that you refuse to be defeated. Yeah, I could have given place and thought, well, I guess, I guess I'm not going to get the miracle. No, you never change your testimony. I chose I will not need an operation. And again, there's nothing wrong with operation, but I told you, that's just for where I was, amen. Whatever, wherever you are, you believe for that. But Father, we thank you. We are so grateful for our helper, the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that every word that is spoken today takes deep root into each and every heart, that when they leave the church today, they're not leaving a sermon behind, but they're taking what the Spirit of God said, they're taking it with them, that they're going to hang on to that, they're going to hold on to that and receive and draw and go on tour with you. So we thank you, Father God. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. And if there's anybody here today, if you need healing in your body and maybe you've been sitting in a waiting room, let's get out of the waiting room. You can come up here. I'm going to agree with you and we're just going to release the healing, and then you just stay anchored on that. Does anybody want prayer today? You can just come up here, just stand up here. Hallelujah. Anybody else? <clears throat> Let me also ask you, if, if there's anybody here that you have never asked Jesus into your heart, because there's some people I've never seen, some of you before. You know, that's the greatest miracle of all. There's no miracle that supersedes the miracle of the new birth. All you have to do is believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he died on the cross and he rose again from the dead for you. Is there anybody here? Just raise your hand if you've never prayed the prayer of salvation. Anybody at all? Hallelujah. We're all, everybody saved. Raise your hand if you know Jesus loves you and he lives in the side of you. Amen. What I want to encourage you to do, then you bring somebody to church next week. This is a Holy Ghost church. It needs to be bumper to bumper with people because there's people out there that don't know Jesus. So you need to bring people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Do we have any anointing oil, Pastor? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even look. Of course you do. Of course you do. Thank you. Hallelujah. I want you just to close your eyes. And when I'm praying for you, I don't want you to be praying. This is the time for you to just receive and focus on how much he loves you. And just focus on getting out of the waiting room and just believe that you receive. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I thank you, Father God, that the healing power, your healing power, flows through her. Every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body, bringing about a complete healing and a cure. Be thou made whole. May her physical strength be renewed like the eagles in Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I want to just encourage you to, to do what you couldn't do before. Just do, if you could just even just take a step. Are you, are you able to walk yeah, at all? Yeah. A little bit? Let's just walk a little bit and just see I if you... It's hurting my back really bad. Oh, Father, we just take authority over this, this pain in the back. We give it no place. Every malfunction, whatever is causing that pain, we say no... We give it no place, no place. You have no place here. Be thou gone, be removed in Jesus' name. The very root of this pain, you cease. You cease right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I cover her with the blood. Cover her with the blood. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. You want to try to take a step and see if Mm -hmm. it's... Thank you, Jesus. Pain be gone, pain be gone, pain be gone, be gone, be gone, be gone. And we'll go back. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You feel anything? But you will. You will. will. You will. I will. And you just keep claiming that. Amen. The devil saw you walking, and he he has seen you walk, but you're going to do it better. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Mm hmm. Thank you, Father. Oh, I thank you for my precious sister, Father God. Thank you, Father, as I anoint her with oil. I release healing and wholeness. Release a creative miracle in this body, in the joints, the arms, the hands. Whatever's going on, I just release creative miracle. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. In the name that's above all other names, Jesus, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Brother asked me to come and stand for him because he couldn't. Oh, okay. What's his name? Leonard. Father, we just, I pray for my sister on behalf of Leonard. We thank you, Lord, that there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. So, Lord, we just release healing and wholeness into Leonard's body right this moment. Leonard, we decree you healed and whole, that your physical strength is renewed like the eagles, that you are satisfied with long, strong life. And, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And we agree together. Amen. 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 Do we have prayer cloths by any chance? Okay, maybe you can get me a prayer cloth. Do you have one? Okay.
Let me just anoint this. We can just put this on Leonard's body. You hold it, Father. We just thank you as we pray over this cloth. We release that healing power to go into every organ, every tissue, every cell, and into his heart, Father God, into his spirit that he grabs hold and receives all that you have for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for my sister. I thank you for a peace. I just speak peace, 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 no fear but peace. And I release healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Every need is met. We believe it and we receive it. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. For it is written by his stripes, you are healed and whole in Jesus' name. Not going to be, you are. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I thank you for my sister. I pray for her right now. I just release strength in her body, her bones, her legs, her joints, healing in her body. Total healing, spirit, soul, and body. Be thou made whole in the name that's above all other names. The name of Jesus. 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 Lord, I thank you for my brother. I thank you, Father God, that no weapon formed against him will prosper. Thank you that he is satisfied with long, strong life. I take authority over every malfunction, irregularity, abnormality. We give it no place. And, Lord, as I lay hands upon him, I release healing in every organ, every tissue, every cell in his body, the the bones, the bloods, the joints, the marrow, the spleen, the kidney, the liver, every organ. Be thou made whole. In Jesus' name, I release peace, peace, peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for my sister. No fear, no peace, peace. I release peace. Take a deep breath and just say, Lord, I receive. Receive. Thank you, Father, for your peace that passes all understanding. I release healing in her body, top of her head to the soles of her feet, her physical strength renewed like the eagles, the joints, the bone, the marrow, the cartilage the liver, the kidneys, the spleen, every organ, every tissue, every cell in her body. Be thou made whole in the name of Jesus. Peace, peace, peace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That's it. Just receive it. Peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for my brother right now. I release your healing touch. Release the healing balm of Gilead to flow in every part of his being. Lord, speak to him in the night hours as he goes on a tour with you. Show him. Speak to him. Unfold and reveal the mysteries. So I speak healing in every organ of your body. Be thou made whole, spirit, soul, and body. Thank you, Lord, that he just receives your love, receives your love in Jesus' name. Peace, peace. Hallelujah. It belongs to you. Take it. Thank you, Father. I pray for my sister. I release the healing oil from heaven. Peace, peace, peace. Be thou made whole. Every organ, every tissue, the joints, the marrow, the intestines, the abdomen, every part. Be thou made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for my sister. Lord, I release. Mm. I release your love, your passion, your healing touch. Be thou made whole. Spirit, soul, and body. May your strength be renewed like the eagles. The legs, the joints, the marrow, the lungs, the liver, every part. So I release the healing balm of Gilead to flow, bringing about a complete healing, wholeness, and strength in the name, it's above all other names, the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Some church that called in and asked for you to pray for them. Okay. Olga, Don, and Terry. Okay. There you go. Well, Father, we just lift up Olga, Terry, and Don. And Don. We lift them up to you, Father God, and we thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And as these cloths are laid upon these bodies, as with Leonard, Father God, that it brings a complete healing and a cure. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Be thou made whole. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Doug, I want to encourage everybody. Get in the word, get out of the waiting room, and receive. Amen. Thank you. I feel like today we've moved from the waiting room to the delivery room. I like that. <laughs> I want you to, I want everybody to say this right now. Say, Lord Jesus, you are good to me. You are faithful to me. I receive your health, 
I receive your strength. I receive your direction. I receive your salvation. All that you have for me. All that you have for me. I take it as mine. I take it as mine. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That was a good, rich teaching. The Holy Spirit said a lot. He helped us greatly on how to not lose your miracle. Amen. And uh, I want you to do what's in your heart to do. If you'd like to give, you can. You don't have to, but if you'd like to, it's available to you. And uh, you can mark it as guest if you want to designate it to the guest. And then uh, God will always give you a good return. Amen? He's a faithful God. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and thankful for this gift of ministry and the anointed teaching which we have heard today. And we ask you, Lord, to seal it in our hearts and our minds by your Holy Spirit. May you always bring to our remembrance what you spoke to us today as we continue to walk with you and follow you all the days of our lives. And, Lord, we just are so grateful that you are so good to us, and we just love you with all of our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Well, be blessed. Amen. Have a great and wonderful day. I'm glad that you were here this morning and you were able to take part in this. And uh, there was a lot of things that have been deposited in us. Glory to God. Amen. Well, have an awesome week. God bless you. We're dismissed.